Ayo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. Yizzo. Yizzo. Hola. How are you? Oh. <laughs> Living la vida loca. How are you? You don't sound okay. I am back on my bullshit. I'm sick again, y'all. I just got over bronchitis and then with my compromised immune system, picked up the flu from this bitch at work Oh, who has an autoimmune deficiency. Oh! <laughs> and... <laughs> She we keeps getting me people sick. with autoimmune deficiency. I'm sorry, but this bitch has gotten me sick maybe five times. And I've already said something to my bosses about it because I'm like, I'm the person that sits next to her. Y'all got to move me because this is not okay. Because now my shit is being compromised. And the flu is no joke. Like, I was this weekend... Literally in bed, I was freezing, but I was sweating. My whole body was aching. I had a fever that was like out of this world. My it it hurt to open my my eyes. Like my head was pounding so much that the headache was waking me up. I drank a whole bottle of Nyquil because I was just like nothing is gonna make me feel like not at once, but like just was downing it. The whole weekend, because I was thinking, like, nothing is keeping me sleep because I, this headache won't go away. Finally, I, like, was literally cutting up pieces of cloves of garlic and taking them like pills. Drinking all the turmeric tea, all the everything. And then I just put all this, all, all these hoodies on, the fucking sweatpants, and just got in my bed. Because I was already waking up, like, looking like I just took a shower. Like, just pools of sweat all over me. So I was like, fuck it. I got to sweat. Obviously, my body is trying to get rid of this. So I just got in the bed and sweated the fuck out. And the next morning, I, like, broke the fever. Thank God. That shit took two days, though. But now I'm, like, I'm still now on the men, like... I'm in Chicago now for work. I was on the flight, like, struggling. I had to come here for a conference set set up. Like, the lights were hurting my eyes. Like, everything is just like, fuck me. I'm sorry. That's terrible. It's That's what, really this has been, like, is. two weeks. I know. And I'm like, I just got over that thing, and then I picked this up. And this girl is too much, Shanti. Like... I have I try to have compassion, but like she also has a gastrointestinal issue, so it's like belching and farting, oh. and she'll like hack stuff up and then like oh. swallow it. She won't get oh. it down. She won't get it out. Oh. And I snapped on her on Monday because I'm about to be out of the office for like the next four weeks between two conferences and my vacation to Ghana, which 
prayers up. I hope I feel better by then because I'm not trying to go there. Did you like have this. to get shots for Ghana? I got a yellow fever shot. So that could have something to do with why I might be like, oh, fuck. Oh. Who knows? It was, I got the yellow fever shot right before Thanksgiving. Girl, you might get autism in two weeks. Shut up. <laughs> the punch you. So, through the phone. I'm so aggravated. I almost <laughs> threw my phone. No, but seriously. And don't spread that. Don't spread those I'm lies. I'm just saying. Listen. Anyway. But she, what was I saying? Fuck. She is sick. She's not okay. I don't remember. But she get on my fucking nerves, and I'm <laughs> tired of it. I really am. Like, she's gotten me sick so many times. I went to my bosses and was like, y'all need to change my desk. I sit next to her. And, oh, I snapped at her on Monday because I had to go in. And old girl is in there. She's sneezing. I hear mucus coming up, and she's just swallowing it back down. She refuses to blow her nose. She's just sucking the shit back in her nose. I was like, yo, you need to get that shit out. You're going to stay sick and continue to get everybody else sick. And she was like, oh, you mad at me? You mad at me, Antoinette? I was like, oh, you fucking annoying. Because she don't get paid unless she comes in. She's not salaried. So I get it. And I and she's down and out for money. But like, yo, I don't know. Like, I have compassion. But I'm also like, this shit is not cool at all. So let me come back in there with the same ass desk when I get back. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to HR. Because this shit what ain't going to work. What did HR say? Were they like, okay. We I didn't go to them yet. I just went to my bosses and was like, listen, it's a free desk over there. Y'all need to let me move there. But it's a bigger issue because they'd have to move my computer and get it, like, all kinds of desktop shit. Everything's much more difficult than it needs to be. It's just, like, just move my shit because I can't. I, it's to the point, Shanti, where her the people that work on the program that she works on refuse to. They're, they're both part-time, so they're both supposed to share that desk. The dude refuses to share the desk because he was like, Damn, it's fucking she- gross and de- contaminated. Isn't that like a TV show or something where there was the sick person? There's a lot of TV shows with sick people. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there, anyway, there's some kind of show where there was like the, there's the sick person that nobody wants to be around. Anyway, never mind. You know, I I can't can't keep up with the Joneses in that way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to that young lady that has immune problems and still has to work so that she can survive. I know, I feel bad, but it's also like you can't just be getting everybody else sick. It's not okay. No. Really, like this this was not okay. I was not okay this weekend. And this shit is dangerous. Like the flu is no joke. Not the way I had it. Like if I was not taking care of myself, that could have went a whole other way. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well. How are you? I'm okay. Your birthday, birthday happened and I missed it. I'm so sorry. It's but okay. I was dying. You were dying. It's okay. You were literally sweating. Uh, it was fun. I relaxed a little bit in the morning. I slept in. Then I did a little bit of work. Then I had dinner with my mom and my sister and Jojo. And then I went out to the Black Star Solstice party, which was really fun. Wait, wait, wait. And then was that <laughs> was that IG video of your artsy bull? Yes, body, body rolling. 
I have never seen the way a he... body roll like that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, I was like, oh, this is a body roll. He's rolling. This is the worm. He was not fucking playing. I said, oh, he had the audacity. He was on stage body rolling. I know. I said, you better body roll for her birthday. He was he was giving you that pony. He was straight like, I'm genuine. <laughs> Did I ever tell that story? That What's he came that? to your... For, for those yes, of you, you that did. are musical theater people... Like in the sound of music, when the guy came and he would throw the rocks at the window in the sound of music to get the little girl's attention so she would come to the window and have a little rendezvous with him. Shanti's artsy boy came to her window once. Unbeknownst to him, Amanda and I were up there and he was on his bike and he was throwing little pebbles at her window singing Genuine's Pony. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, my saddle. <laughs> and I was like, do you hear that? <laughs> and Amanda was like, yeah, I do. And you were like, what are you talking about? I was like, is somebody? And then Amanda went to the window and was like, is somebody singing Pony? <laughs> and then it was him. He was so embarrassed, though, that we were there. Oh, that was funny. We were like, come on up, Rushy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Everybody know the cat's out of the bag. Niggas cat's out of the bag. Rashidi, shitty, Rashidi. shitty, shitty, shitty. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but you're I'm 33, 33 now. You I'm old. grown. Nah, you just old. This is the year of resurrection. I'm not getting moked out. So we're reversing it. It is. Although Christ was killed on his 33rd. Is that what you he said rose. last year? He, he rose. rose. I mean, last week. He was killed, but he also rose. Yes. I'm coming back. Zombie shot. But I also need you to know that you are not grown. You're just old. No. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. We are not grown yet. We still figuring this out. <laughs> well, you know, when... I, that's why I love Humans of New York, because... Did you read that post I love, where the lady was like, Oh, I'm, I'm obsessed 54, with her. And... Not that black lady, oh, but cool. the white lady was like, I'm 50, I'm like 62, oh, that was so and I just sad. feel like I'm not grown yet. And she was like, I, I feel s- like I'm not, I'm behind. I I haven't accomplished, I felt sorry for her. She was working like eight jobs trying to get ahead, and her wife was rooting for it too. I just was like, this is a lot. So it, uh, we never get it together. It never happens, so don't worry. 33, 63, you still... We just babies, man. We just babies. Babies raising babies. Babies raising babies. Child. Um, what else is going on? I was able to listen to um well, what have happened was, you know, I get all of my news from Instagram. That it is used- not <laughs> that really- it used to be Facebook. Upsets but me. Now you, it no, is seriously, because like seventy percent. When you come into my car, you of the hear fucking NPR people playing. in the world. No, I don't. I hear yes, smooth you jazz. No, you and don't. fucking <laughs> old town road, and fucking little Uzi Vert. 
No, don't don't, don't front. Do not act like you do not have WDASFM playing no on the rotation. Regardless, I saw somebody, I saw OK Player share a picture of Rick Rubin and Andre 3000. I was like, what is this? That podcast and is amazing. I found out that Rick Rubin and um, Malcolm Gladwell have a podcast called Broken Record. And um, who's Malcolm Gladwell for people that don't know? Malcolm Gladwell, the not reading Negroes, is um, the author of Outliers and The Tipping Point, where he like he's a brilliant mind. Writer. Yeah, he like somehow helps folks understand like social phenomenons and how shit happens in the world. Yeah, and um, he's really good, really, really um. Like I, I want to hang out with him. I want him to be my boyfriend. I would to go be out your with Malcolm what? Gladwell. My boyfriend. Like I would date Malcolm Gladwell in a minute. That's I'm inappropriate like, yeah, that's for you to say when you're in a whole fully fledged relationship with a man that's showing interest in your daughter and in you. You better shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I am able to talk about whoever, whatever. I would like to hear who he would like to date. He probably says something like fucking. He probably Tony say Braxton somebody that some shit. No, he probably you know what would be really fucking annoying if he says somebody like, this. Like, no, some regular ass bitch just like down the street. Like what? Like some, <laughs> he's like somebody yeah, my next door like, neighbor. Right, like somebody <laughs> just disavailable. Like the fuck? I, no, I he, asked he that like, question once. He secretly somebody, likes Megan the Stallion. He like loves I love her. her. <laughs> She's bad as a boot. <laughs> he secretly knows all her songs. <laughs> he loves her. Fuck that bitch. Anyway, <coughs> Malcolm Gladwell. And then Rick Rubin is a acclaimed producer. He did 99 Problems for Jay-Z. He did everybody's stuff. He He's re- literally worked with everyone. Beastie Boys. He's just like this long-bearded sage man. But anyway, those powers combined have this, this really great podcast. And I'm very excited that I stumbled upon it. And they just recently interviewed Andre 3000. And did you listen to this podcast? Yeah, with I'm Andre not 3000? finished. I'm in the middle of it. And Andre's just out here bearing his soul and talking about how he's just a regular nigga with insecurities and how fame just like fucks people up and he's really critical of himself and it's blocking his creative genius and I'm just like but sh- you know, he just he's just a regular Regular dude. And um, it's a really great interview. So if you guys love Andre 3000 and you want to have an ins- listen to an insightful interview, you guys should check it out. Broken Record. Um, and I think what was really, what I loved about it was that I appreciate, uh, to an extent, I think that like he is probably getting a little carried away with it. And I could hear Rick Rubin trying to, talk him out of it or encourage him out of it rather but you know he's just talking about how he just doesn't have any creative juice and that he's just not gonna force it and he's just sitting with this place of discomfort and I think that that's really that's a hard thing to do but I think a lot of us it's easier when you're rich do better yeah, true, but still, I mean, no. If you're an artist, whatever. Regardless, I mean, cause no. I mean, like, don't... if you're a starving artist and that's all you do, you gotta force it. 
<laughs> if you if you ain't got no coins, but you gotta produce some shit to get some coins. Yeah. I'm just saying. But shout well, out to him. I love him. Just just yeah, just sitting with not wanting to not knowing what to do, not knowing what the next move is and not and not forcing it and only doing it when he feels inspired. Um so that was really good. Um and then you know you know Moonchild Internet? What's the name of it? Did you say what the name? Oh, Broken Record. Yeah. Yeah, I know Moonchild. I saw Moonchild. Um they opened for the internet on the internet's little baby tour when the internet was still doing like real tiny ass theaters five years ago. I went there with my ex and Moonchild opened with them for them rather. And they killed it. And I remember just being like, who is it? We hated on them at first. Like, who are these little white people? They're so strange. Oh, they kill it. I they love kill it. it. They kill yeah. it. It's a great band. They have a new um, Tiny Desk, NPR's Tiny Desk. And she's just so cute. I love her. A little redheaded, small little Oh, powerhouse. she wasn't redheaded before. She must have died or shit. She sounds really good live, too. Like, they're just, like, a cool band. No, they're dope. They're incredibly talented. So check that out if you want to hear some new music, if you've never heard of Moonchild. And also, if you love Moonchild, then you should check out their um, Tiny Desk series. Do you watch a lot of the Tiny Desk series? Yeah. Did you see Megan the Stallion on Tiny Desk? I don't want to see Megan the Stallion on Tiny Desk. Why? I I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> just like I like like desk? acoustic. No, I like I love Tiny Desk, but I like like acoustic kind of like ballads on Tiny Desk, not like rapping. I don't want to hear the hippity hop oh. on the Tiny Desk. I don't know, but you know who I really love, who I've been like star. I was. I was actually on the plane when I when I was in and out of sleep, like almost crying. What's the guy? You talked about them before. His wife's name is Toby Calls Me Fat. Yeah. Toby in the Gigawagwe. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how to say their name either. But they their tiny desk was just so dope. It was a little daughter sitting there and Oh, they she's had it ex- with the baby? Yeah, she's expecting again. What? You didn't know that they're having another baby? No, I told you I don't listen to his music. I just like them. It's like, uh, what's her name? Lizzo. I don't listen to her music, but I like her. I don't listen to Lizzo music either. No, how you say his name? Toby. I hate us. That's not how you say it. I don't know how to say it. Is that how you say it? Apparently he puts on an incredible show, like the best show yeah, ever. but it's not just him. You realize it's a group, right? Like, she's in it. She raps. He raps. She also sings some. There's a guy and a girl in it. Like, it's like a whole vibe. Like, they're in oh, a their band. Videos their I'm videos are amazing. But y'all should follow this family. His, it's Toby, T-O-B-E, and then, <laughs> I guess, Naginwe. Yeah, like you said, N-W-I-G-W-E. And her handle is Toby Calls Me Fat. Cause that's his nickname for her, and then their first baby they call it's called Baby Fat. It's so cute. <laughs> oh my god, this just apparently but, they had like some really shady, terrible start to their relationship. 
And it's all Don't on say that. YouTube. It is. It's hope for us. So for all those people in raggedy relationships really? that feel hopeless. Yeah, they and said it was a twisted toxic. love story. Well, they're celebrating their second anniversary as a husband and wife. So these niggas only been together for two years. Husband as husband and wife, Jackass. Don't don't count them out. <sighs> I'm Go saying. Ahead. Erica Badu blessed their union, so it's real. What? I wouldn't want Erica Badu to bless my union. I just would want her to birth my to catch my child. I just I wouldn't want Erica to bless my union. Nope. Why? Why are you hating on her? I just I just wouldn't want Erica to do that. I'll think about who I want. At the end of the podcast, I'll let y'all know. Um, what else is happening? <laughs> Word on the street, and this is very topical for our topic, is that Fashion Nova is out here <laughs> collaborating and purchasing its products from businesses that own sweatshops right here in the USA, oh right in God. LA. I'm not surprised. It's impossible for them to make the quantity of fashion that they make or clothing that they make and not have somebody exploit it somewhere. I, I mean, shit, I thought it was going to be in like India or Pakistan or China or something. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's in L.A., but fast fashion, guys, those, those cheap clothings come at a very, very high cost. I think the workers were getting paid like two thirty five thirty five cents a garment, making like two hundred and thirty something dollars a week in just terrible working conditions, just like sweatshop conditions. Oh and Fashion Nova doesn't produce all of its clothing, so basically it it purchases from other clothing makers, and those other clothing makers were the ones with the terrible conditions. But apparently. It's up to $3.8 million in back pay owed to its workers. So um, I wonder what Cardi B is going to say about that. <laughs> Who else is a Fashion Nova hoe? Oh, it's a lot of Fashion Nova people. Who else? A lot. I wonder if... um. It's a lot of Fashion Nova people that, you know, they get their little coin by posting like, in my Fashion Nova jeans. Some girls be looking great though. I'm like, yo, should I be buying? I have Nova two fast pairs of Fashion Nova jeans, <laughs> but I will say I probably won't be buying any more as a result of this. This is very unsettling. Very yeah, H and M, all of these fast fashion spaces. This is this is what that is makes me the... nervous about ASOS. Oh, yeah. Do you? Sh- but you don't shop at thrift stores. Or like, I don't have I don't have time to go anywhere to shop, so, oh, so everything you do is all online. online I've, I can't That's tell wild. you the last time I've been in a store to buy an article of clothing. Girl, what are you doing every day? Damn, you don't have time to go once a month. Shanti, my nine to five takes up all of my time. It takes me an hour to get to work. It takes me an hour to get home. By the time I get home, it's seven o'clock. Where am I going? Shopping. Yeah. It's just like, and then on the weekend, it's like do you scramble like shopping, to though, get your you do shit done. Yeah, I'd love to be able to go to a thrift store to shop, but it's just not feasible with the path I've chosen for my life. Can we move on? Because I'm about to get upset. 
I'm curious how many people shop at thrift stores that have nine to fives. Is that like a thing? I guess so. Maybe. People, yeah, mm. they have fucking help. I don't have no help. That's the other thing. Like, I don't have no help in my house. I was just saying this. Like, oh, you know, it made me so mad. I have a a person, a human who I live with. They don't work right now. They're out of work, and I come home and like. I will say they do the dishes, which is very good. But I come home and the fucking house is not clean. The fucking trash is overflowing. And I'm like, what did you do all day? Like, you sat in this fucking house and did nothing. And I'm coming home and cleaning that. It's really upsetting. I don't want to talk about it. I'm about to cry. All right. Well, (laughs) don't do that. Drink some water. Take some NyQuil right quick. Why? Why can't I sit in my discomfort? (laughs) That's only for millionaires. They can only (laughs) be uncomfortable. Everybody else, we got to pull it together. Um, Yeah, you are. Fine. But wait. What? Wait. Yeah. Um... Okay, Fashion Nova. Yes, we did that. All right, well, hold on. Before we go into our topic, I think we need to take a little break um, so that we can hear a word from our sponsor. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And so we are going into the holidays. We are less than 10 days away from Christmas. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, I can never separate the consumer aspect from the spirit of Christmas. And maybe it's just because of my parents, but it's always been like I've see I see friends, not so much my family, but other families. Like it's a big rush to go buy things. Um, I mean, shit, I have a store, so people I see people buying things. Um, and so there's definitely like this, there's undeniably a connection to consumerism. And Christmas or the holidays, whatever it is that you're uh, celebrating. 
And, you know, we're all encouraged, myself included. I mean, that those are the values of my business to, like, shop locally, shop small. And what's really been growing is shop black-owned. And we're being, like, with the death of Nipsey Hussle, with the rise of Jay-Z, with the P. Diddy's, Beyonce, the Obamas, hip-hop, you know, fuck hip-hop, just with the, the social media and the access that we have now, there's there's all these visuals for, like, black folks getting money now and black owned businesses, this idea of supporting black owned businesses and with the connection that this encouragement is going to help the collective of black people in some way. So there's like this, I think there's like this hope connected. The the more that black folks invest and contribute to and are involved in like this capitalist system there the, it's connected to our liberation somehow and so I think it's important for us to really support all of these different ideas and values but also to really critique them and really figure out go deep as to why is it important to shop black owned and is it really is it really benefiting the collective? Is it is it connected to our liberation? Is black wealth, black capitalism connected to our our, rev, um, our liberation? And will the revolution be monetized? And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk you about hype. this idea of black <laughs> capitalism. You hype as shit with that. Will the revolution be monetized? <laughs> Don't be jealous. You're <laughs> you like, hype. that I'm is sorry, genius. I, could, I couldn't even that hold that in. She hype as shit. She was like, and, and you weren't even going to make it a punchline. You were just going to keep going like, and will the revolution be monetized? So, but bitch. You was is, you want to put that on a shirt, don't you? <laughs> that's a good idea. Cash. Will the revolution be monetized? You ain't never heard that cash line. I'm gonna make money off that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna make money off of that motherfucker. Thirty-five <laughs> <laughs> Black right. t-shirt, white white text. You're a hater. Go ahead. <laughs> You're a fucking hater. That's a um, that's a dig at me, but go ahead. <laughs> You're a fuck. People like black t-shirts with white text. We got to do a poll of that too. We we're literally arguing over our merch, y'all. We're going to come out with merch and me and Shanti don't see eye to eye. So I came up with a great compromise, I think, but you're still a hater. Go ahead. That's off the, that's off the topic. I hate you. <laughs> that, Antoinette, those are spells. You need to stop casting spells like I'm that. I'm sorry. I love you, that. but I don't do want that. to punch you right in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I guess we should start from the top, right? I what, guess. What is, what is capitalism? And so this is my theory. There's probably people that are much smarter out there that um, can eloquently summarize it and detail it better. <laughs> but <clears throat> capitalism um, is the financial structure which the U.S. operates from. Um, and it's a theory or an experiment 
based on supply and demand and individualism. So basically, everything is, commerce is privatized. If you're an individual and you can create something and you figured out how to sell it to somebody and you've put a market price for it, you can essentially create whatever market price you can legally for it. And then, oh, I'm sorry. my God, that you sorry. are that sick girl that sits next to you. You're becoming nope. her. <laughs> no, you, I'm not. First you of couldn't all, move your face from that? I turned the microphone way you away. You did not. Yes, I did. You did. You it. idiot. You, 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 you hear me from the phone, not the microphone. Oh, she just, she just, she just. I blew, my blew her nose, nose very Sorry. loudly. Sorry, I'm it sure would have had more comedic up. effect if you kept it in. No, that's but disgusting. Basically, you can create anything, you can sell it, you can charge what you want, and you can keep all the profits for yourself, aside from like whatever you know, tax, state, federal regulations are around. You know taxes basically and so this idea is that f- your profits can just go to infinity and beyond there's no regulation there's nobody telling you what you need what you can and can't do with the money that you make and so this idea of billionaires is something that is created from a system like this like Elon Musk and Kylie Jenner and now Jay-Z why would you say Kylie Jenner Ugh. she's a billionaire that bitch is a billionaire I hate that you said that why? Oh no, because it's other billionaires. I mean, that's a notable and and I think that's a the um, uh, poignant person. Anyway, but this is that the is idea that, Oprah? that you can have. Oprah is Oprah. Billionaire? Oprah's a billionaire. I think so. Jay Z's a new billionaire. But this is idea that you can have more money that you can spend in your lifetime, and that's okay. And you know, with that money, what's also included, if it's privatized, if you're a business owner, you can have access to land and resources. And it doesn't, it does not matter who the fuck doesn't have that money. It doesn't matter who's left out. It doesn't necessarily matter who's exploited um, in the, in the pursuit of that money. Well, so it ends up that it, uh-huh. it's it's supposed to matter, but yeah, it it's doesn't. the who. It's supposed to matter, but no, it does. It doesn't really matter. It's supposed to. Well, yeah, I'm, and that's a good point. Like the 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 moral regard for capitalism is this idea. It's like pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's like the perfect defining argument for why capitalism is great. It's like if you work hard, you can you deserve that money and it's ragged to riches and everybody has an equal playing field and you know, you get what you get and you get what you deserve. So if you work hard and you come up with a genius Ponzi scheme and everybody's with it, you deserve that a billion dollars. But you know, we all know that that's not ethical. We all know that the system is fucked up and a lot of people are pushed out of that so-called, um, American Pie dream and are systemically pushed out of that, black people included, mostly, actually. I mean, fuck it. Black people were the actual, like, collateral. I don't know if that collateral is the right word. They were the, they were the actual fucking way, means of making money at one point. Like, they were... 
I don't know that word. I have to figure what that word is. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know what word it is that you're searching for. I would try. It's I, the actual. Would... You're actually the 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 tool on which you make money. You're the actual. Um, you're like the stock. You're like the... the... You know, somebody wrote a review and said that they think this is <laughs> so funny. We don't Somebody wrote a review. It's not collateral. <laughs> She's like, caveat. No. It's not a caveat at all. <laughs> <laughs> somebody it's wrote... So far. <laughs> from it's... what I'm trying to say. All right, well, so somebody wrote a review and said that they think it's so funny when we don't know the words of things or the names of certain people because they said they sit in their office and they just shout the right name out <laughs> and they just like praying that we hear them, but we don't. Anyway, shout out to y'all. Hopefully, can y'all DM us what this word is that Shanti's searching for? Next, go ahead. Commodity. Commodity. They were the actual commodity, not collateral. They were the actual thing that was being sold to get somebody rich. They were the act. They were they were the fucking merchandise. Got you know it. What I mean? Excellent. <laughs> you can say caveat. God help us all. We're good. We're good. We're doing great. Um, what was I saying? So basically, that's it, right? And we all know that this is this is a fucked up system, or I don't know. Is that a fucked up system? Do, what do you think? Do you what think? What does that your idea... heart tell you? Yes, it is. But so you think that idea? If you work hard, you should. So if you if you have a business, right? Because at the same time, like I don't I have think, a business. I don't think billionaires should exist. I'm with Bernie Sanders on that. Sorry. I don't. I don't but, think so that you anybody think there should be a caveat because that's where it comes at. You think there should be a caveat to capitalism? Like, yeah, you can make this much money, but not past yes one million. I, yes, when <coughs> when there's people that can't eat, and when we got all these homeless people on the street, when we got homeless veterans on the street, when we got whole fucking countries that are impoverished as a result of our bullshit. Yeah. And our colonization, yeah, I absolutely believe that. You know, I think it's bullshit. I think that when you have someone like me who's getting paid, you know, what, a middle-class wage, but literally like 20% of my check goes to taxes while Donald Trump pays no taxes, yeah, fuck that. The system's fucked up. But no, I've always had an issue with billionaires. It's funny because I get... I get a lot of flack or I used to get a lot of flack because I had a real issue with Oprah because of how much money she had, despite the fact that she gave so much money away because I didn't believe that anybody in this world who has the insight that she has into struggle and into poverty and into what that is like should have that kind of money and live so ostentatiously and extravagantly. It's like you got a house that you could literally put how many <laughs> hundreds of people in and feed them and clothe them and get them off the street. There's people literally lying on um on like in subway stations to get away from the cold in New York City. I was walking around in Chicago today. It's fucking freezing here. Shout out to everybody in Chicago. But homeless, I saw a homeless person just outside. And I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, yo, what is this person going to do? Are they even going to make it? 
And I don't even have the means to help this person. Meanwhile, there's people out here with a billion dollars. It just makes a billion. I don't even understand what that is. I can't even count. I can't even. My brain doesn't wrap around that. So, no, I don't. I'm not. I am not with the shit. If if Sable blew up and you became a billionaire, I'd be looking at you like you was crazy. I'd be looking at you like, is this why you started this? Half of this should be going back into the community. If not more, like you don't need all that. That wasn't the point of you creating Sable. Nope. I don't know. That's just me. But it's easy to be poor and feel this way. Yeah. Right. Um. So it 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 get it gets. I guess it gets tricky when you're looking at a Elon Musk or you're looking at a Rockefeller, or you're looking at like this this archetype of wealth in the first place, which is like a white black, excuse me, a white um, man that, you know, has generational wealth or has all of this privilege and he's a rich millionaire. It's like easy to be like, yo, fuck you. You're corrupt, yada, yada, yada. But then I think it's a little bit more difficult for us to have that same... Um, view of black people that are up in 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 the that are wealthy like it's all not of these for people me. that we love like but i'm proud you... of jay-z i'm proud of oprah i'm proud of these folks that you know well, are making the pride, their money pride. i'm proud of them for being able to even walk into spaces and demand that they cuz i okay in order to make that level of money that amount of money, you have to have ownership over something. You're not just making that off of somebody else's selling your shit. So I'm proud of them for being able to be business-minded enough to be like, nah, you're not going to take what I do and sell it. Like and you, like Nike, for instance, all these athletes are like, yeah, like here, LeBron, here's this lifetime contract, right? But you got a lifetime contract. Nike is making a billion dollars, I'm sure, and LeBron's, you know, getting a million. It's like, I'm proud of them for understanding, like, no, 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 no. I'm, I, I can do this myself. I don't have to go through, you know, you. Like, I can have ownership of things. And to be able to walk into these spaces and demand that and, and create that. And create opportunities for other people. Because hopefully that they're employing other people of color, other people just generally. Like, hopefully they're creating job opportunities as well. Like, but- if I ended up making a billion dollars, I'd be proud of myself, but I'm not keeping that money. Like I just, and so I look at them, I have, I, I don't expect an Elon Musk or who's the boy that we're missing? Who's the Amazon boy? Bezos, Jeff Bezos or fucking um, Microsoft dude. I can't remember his Bill name Gates. now. Bill Gates. Like <laughs> even though they are, they have tons of, well, not not the Amazon boy, but Bill Gates anyway has tons of he you know he has the Gates Foundation like all these things, but like you're still a fucking billionaire. You still have more shit than you could ever use in a lifetime. But I look at the people of color, and I'm probably much harder on them because I'm like, or not just the people of color, but the people of color who came from shit like Jay. You came from the fucking projects. You know what it is, Oprah. You came out of poverty. You know what it is. So I guess I can under, I can have compassion for them in the sense of like, 
you know, I never want to go back to that life and the pe and the my immediate family will never go back to that life. But it's also like there's so much more that could that could be done. Like you're doing a lot. I'll never take that away from them. They do a lot. They give a ton of money. I get it. But like I just don't I and it's not even a diss to them. It's more just I guess capitalism. I don't agree with the idea of certain people getting paid $15,000 a year versus someone getting paid a billion dollars. It just, my, I think my heart doesn't agree with that. I think that is an example of the cognitive dissidence, right? Like, yo, shout out to black people getting money, but also you're getting money and you're a part of, and you're a representation of this fucked up system that, is deeply, deeply unjust and well, unsustainable, really. It's not sustainable. It's unjust, it's unsustainable, and it's it it is killing people and fucking up the land. Like it's just not sustainable. But then we're like we're excited. Well, when you hear statistics, like I read in the Economist that states the mean of black household wealth is $138,200 for whites. That number is $933,700 for... Um, fuck. I messed that up. Did I say that right? <laughs> Just try it again. Try it again. Saw, Be ready. Just I saw try it again. all those numbers and I was like, I went back to fifth grade. <laughs> Just try it again. Slow down. I went back to fifth grade. I said, oh, I, I can read out loud, but wait a minute. There's a lot of numbers. I can read really well. A recent article. <laughs> Come on, a recent article. Oh, my in God. The- a Come recent on. article in The Economist states that the mean of black household wealth, oh, fuck, is $138,200. But for whites, that number is nine. $133,700. Median wealth is smaller, but even more lopsided. The typical black family has just $17,000 compared with the typical white one that has $171,000. So that's just like the wealth, the accumulation of wealth um, that they have. And the discrepancies are caused by low income and by debt compared with whites. Black Americans have higher debt loads. 19.4% of black households have net wealth at or below $0, compared with 9.2% of whites. There had been slow improvement over the decades, but the Great Recession of 2007 and 8 wiped this out. Since blacks were disproportionately harmed by the subprime mortgage blow-up, because of that, home ownership, the conventional wealth building tool of the middle class was just basically was basically ripped from them. So as you can see, there's just a great disparity between the two. And it's it it's almost a gap that feels like can't be met between the two of them. And on top of that, this is all of this disparity between the two whites and blacks is just like systematically intentional. There was, you know, slavery, Jim Crow, redlining, which is like keeping people from um, home ownership, keeping people from getting loans. So like all of this has been strategically placed so that 
I feel like it's it's natural for us to be really, really excited and really proud, like you said, that even though everything, all the stacks are against us, motherfuckers like Oprah or even fucking Cardi B are making their money and are out here living. Right. That's a where the pride comes in. Life. But, you know, but the cognitive dissidence is like, oh, but wait. Cardi B, like, oh, um, fucking fashion. Why are you picking on Cardi B? I'm just saying because that's a perfect example. Cardi B is making millions and she's out here supporting Fashion Nova, which is a perfect example of why capitalism is fucked up. People are out here not making a living wage while they're making millions and millions of dollars. And uh, all the while feeding everybody with this idea that we have to buy something to look better, to feel better. So it's all like, it's just a system of, it's just fucked. It's fucked. And so when we have black people that are playing the roles in this black, in like in the system, somehow or other, it we think it's less fucked. And... I don't think so. I mean, right. We, I think that we're, I think that we can be both proud of someone for um, accomplishing something against all odds um, while also recognizing that the system itself is fucked up. I think that, so there's a couple things. So like one, I mentioned Bernie Sanders earlier. Um, I think I'm a little too loud on your mic because I can hear myself a little bit. But I mentioned Bernie Sanders earlier and he calls himself a democratic socialist, which I can really get on board with, which is like a democratic socialist believes that both the economy and society should run democratically to meet public needs, not to make profits for a few. So basically he's saying like, yeah, Make your money, but do it in a way that is responsible for the rest of the community, which I'm not mad at. They'll call him a communist, but that's not what he's saying. Um, which, so that's that's one issue is like, okay, that's where I look at the whole system and be like, this whole system is fucked. But I'll also be like, yo, shout out to you because you just fucking fuck the system and still somehow got ahead. It's almost like I look at it like high school, like where you're looking at, listen, you're looking at high school and you're like, you were in high school and you were thinking to yourself, like, this is fucking bogus. I'm about to drop out. And then you did and you came back. But like high school was like, we ain't learned half the shit that we needed to in high school. I'm still super proud of what I accomplished in high school. The fact that I jumped through the hoops and did it well and whatever. I don't know what that means, but to me, it's like I had a level of discipline and a level of yada, yada, yada to get the shit done. I still acknowledge the fact that that like, what? I couldn't disagree with that more. All right. Well, that's how I feel. Like I still (laughs) went through certain steps and like ace trig did this like i'm still proud of that despite the fact that like i feel like they should have been teaching us about mental health i feel like they should have been teaching us about how to buy a house i feel like there's certain shit that should go down in school and that like we need to just we need to look at schooling in a whole other way 
But I think that the main issue that I have with this whole topic of black capitalism is the value system. It's like we put these people on a pedestal because they got money, not because they accomplished something or they were disciplined or they have ownership or they're business minded. It's about money. Whereas like I get it, but like Money does not equal power. Money does not equal freedom. Look at Kanye West. Like, it doesn't. It fucks stuff up. Like, well, I I mean, let me just finish this thought. Like, I, and I was, I was in preparation for this listening to Saul Williams. And he has a really great interview with The Breakfast Club about this. And he's like, you know, we see rappers and athletes, et cetera, and they break their necks to like, take a picture with Warren Buffett, but not Maya Angelou and not Toni Morrison and not Sonia Sanchez. And it's like the value system is fucked up. Like these people, like these people having this amount of money really doesn't mean anything. I mean, if that kind of power is, is really a facade and, and he even talks about Jay-Z saying like, you know, I couldn't help the poor by being poor and he and like like basically like I couldn't I can't help you if I'm one of you and he, and he goes on to say like thank god Harriet Tubman didn't have that mindset thank god Sojourner Truth did not have that mindset because it's not true like most of our people and he was like you know and he released that email where Jay-Z was talking about um th- did you see that mm-hmm. that email where Jay-Z you know is talking about um basically um, ownership and black ownership. And he was like, our fight for economic freedom is new. It's not the same war that Harriet Tubman was fighting. If I use the same weapons as them, um, I would be shooting a musket at people with fully automatic assault rifles. Although I think it's a must, we should challenge each other. We should be careful that it doesn't come off as judgment. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I agree. One, I I agree that this, I agree with Saul's critique of of him in that statement that was like, oh, you know, this economic freedom, like our fight for economic freedom is new. Like, no, this is not a new fight. Like, there were black businesses and black, like there were things thriving well before this. But like the idea of you being a billionaire getting us up and out of the systemic issue that we're in is just a falsehood. It's like, look at how many, if anything, there's more corruption that happens most often. Like if you look at the continent, there's plenty of African millionaires and even some billionaires that has not helped the continent from being colonized in the way that it is. If anything, a lot of them have exploited the continent more and fed into this corrupt system all to get more money because that greed takes over. So So then I don't know. I just think the the value systems is off. Like I don't value people based off of how much money they make. I value them based off their impact and based off their heart and based off like their intentions, not how much they can buy. Like I'm more proud of Jay-Z for him, you know, talking about black men's mental health than I am about him being a billionaire, in all honesty. Oh, child. I am. Like, I don't... 
I don't care. Like I care. Like I I get it because I'm. That's that's no easy feat. And you could say, "Oh, child," but like I'm serious. Like that to me, that has more impact. That that's more meaningful. We got enough kids wanting to run around here and get rich or die trying instead of get rich or instead of like get free or die trying. Like the two are not the same. And that's what people think. I think it's really interesting that you brought up Kanye and like we can say what we want about Kanye, how he delivers stuff. But I just I listened to some I listened to his new album. I listened to interviews that he had. And Kanye is not saying anything different than a lot of people that we admire and fucking idolize. He's talking about buying back land. He's talking about growing your own food. He's talking about taking kids out of this, you know, consumer system where their value is you know, created by how they look and what... But then he's selling a fucking fucking pair of sneakers for $300. How, I mean, I don't know. But he's, apparently he's saying he's using that money to build these types of spaces where people can flourish in that way. So No, he's using that money for his mansion in Calabasas. No, he's saying he's using that money to have people from prison work there. He's using that money to grow organic farms. He's using that money to, you know, I don't know, have his Sunday sermon and have people have a different spiritual experience. So I'm Kanye, Kanye is talking that good shit that a lot of us, you know, idolize and are like, oh, you know, let's get back to the land. And he's a rich person talking about that, that I don't, I don't often hear. I don't, I don't really know what Jay-Z's plans for, what, what his real values are. But I think, I think we can all agree that millionaires and billionaires are, it's, it's an outrageous, unnatural kind of phenomenon but I think, I think about like the lesser folks. I think about Nipsey Hussle. I think about you know, people. Nipsey I think was about a fucking the lip bar. I think about myself. I think about f- fucking Shea Moisture. I think about all of these businesses that we see online where it's saying you know buy black, buy women owned, buy local. I'm wondering if we are still attaching like this collective hope or this idea that we're going to be liberated by doing that. And if so, how? And like that gave me a lot of pause again because, you know, this is my business. These are the values in my business. But um, there was an example. I was reading an article, and they were talking about uh, what's that nigga's name that um, goes around Mike Mike Jones, Mike Jones, what's no his name? Killer Mike, Killer Mike. Mike Jones. She just Mike said Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> what was his number? Two eight eight three four. 
800. What was his number? What was Mike Jones' phone I don't number? Know. Hold up. No, 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 no. You no, got to no. cut that in right now. You got to find that <laughs> and put it in right, right here. No, what was his phone number? Because that was his real phone number. Y'all remember that? I do know that, but I don't know. 281 Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones <laughs> about the blue. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Mike Jones. Not Killer Mike. Not Killer Mike. The but worst. Killer Mike apparently had a Netflix thing where he was like trying to buy black and like he wasn't going to do anything. Oh, yeah, you didn't go see anywhere. That? But buy black and he like hit a wall because niggas ain't have fucking I don't know motels or I don't know what but he just hit a wall and I, I guess it was supposed to be like this really big this really big uh moment which is really which is I mean it's really telling like yes we're saying buy black and we're saying keep the money in our communities but also is that just putting a band-aid over like a hemorrhaging because the the idea that it's going, that the pockets are going to get that deep and that the money is going to circulate that far is just not true because... Well, I don't know if I agree with that. Because well, if you it, look it, at Chinatown... No, he showed it as it exists now. But I think as we continue to build it, it will get better as more sables come That's to be, as point. more people right. start to purchase, you know, motels and laundromats and X, Y, and Z. He was also in the outs uh, in Atlanta, like in like the country. I forget. I don't even know if it was in Atlanta. It might have been Augusta. I'm not sure, but like. No, I think that when you walk into Chinatown and you see folks thriving and you see how they have a Chinatown in almost every major city in this motherfucker, you realize the power of it and how they can employ their own and make sure their own are getting treated a certain way and make sure that the money does circulate in the community so they can send their kids to schools that will teach Mandarin. You know, like... All of that, the, how they have their own buses. Look at the fucking Hasidic Jew yeah, community. They don't I, fucking I don't play. They have their own shit and they're thriving they as a result. They have their own laws. They have their own They have their courts. own police. They, it's it's no joke. So, like, I, I think it would be irresponsible, irresponsible for us to say that, like, you know, that doesn't make a difference. And listen, if you got a gunshot, gunshot wound, a bandage is going to help. Sorry, it just is. It might not be the surgical procedure, oh, but you have to go at it at all all different they angles. You have not going to help a gunshot wound. I mean, that's I not true. Saying, but that's, that's not a band-aid true. Band-aid is not. I didn't say help a bandaid. A I'm talking about like a band. I'm not gonna. That's semantics. But what I'm saying is, you have to go at it at all different angles. Like you have to. It has I, to be the legislative. It has to be. And and business is huge. Money is huge. We have to be able to have our own bank where these people can get a loan. We have to be able to have our own. I don't know, whatever the fuck, so that we have the same opportunities within these spaces. And that's the thing that I think is most interesting, that there's people that are constantly fighting to have a seat at their table, and why don't we have our own table at the same time? It's possible. Like, I'm tired of fighting for a seat at that table. I think that that 
I think that that hope is really, really, really important. And when I was doing the research, I could feel myself getting really like, yo, we got to burn this whole motherfucker down. It's not going to change. But for for Chinese people, it will for change. Jewish can I, people, for can I just say something though? Black women are starting the most businesses within the United no, States. No, I under. I'm not saying right that now. it's not going to change. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm no, saying I know. I'm not. This is that, not for that, you. That, this that is idea, this is not for you. That, this is for the people listening. Like I just need. I, it's a lot of people that don't realize that. And and a, and according to another study, black men are graduating college at like a whole other like a higher rate. Then, like, I forget what what the study was, but like, it we are thriving. They don't want you to believe that, but like, black women are the the highest amounts of, or the highest group of women that are start or highest group of people starting businesses within this country is going to shift. It just is. I just want people to know that that's not for you. That's not like a lecture. Like we're doing the fucking thing. It's just, you just don't see it. It's, we just don't have a whole lot of Elon Musks, but we do have Jay-Zs and things like, like it's, it's happening. I still don't agree with that billionaire shit, but people are starting businesses. We're about, we're owning our own shit. And it, it goes from the, from the smallest thing to from a kid having a fuck that kid having that damn lemonade stand that we saw this summer to us owning our own property to us investing in retirement funds so that our children aren't riddled down with debt trying to take care of us while we get older. It, it's it's layered. It's no, layers and it, layers and it layers. It is happening. It is happening. And I think that there is hope for the, for the future. I don't think it's... I don't think that it's wise to compare ourselves to Chinese people or to Jewish peoples because the history and the systemic oppression of black people is largely different than it is from Asians. The fact that if I'm not I comparing them, I'm get, just saying if, if I, you see their I'm community, just, you I'm see the value in it's, it. It's not that it's I feel like it's similar to like the bootstrap thing where it's like, oh you just gotta we just gotta that's help not each what other. I was saying and at we gotta all. Like, I, no, that's Shanti, that's not what I was saying. What I was saying was I'm not ever gonna I'm not going to um disinvalue like the fa- the, the 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 value of investing in your own because I see it. I'm not saying that it's going to be as easy as these other communities because they have had yeah. a leg up. I'm just saying you yeah. see the value. You see what it could be. So yeah. it's very important for people to buy from thing. Sable and things like that. Yeah. I think it. I think that's the most important thing is the hope that it creates and the the will and the the fucking possible the the fucking um. It just shows that there's possibility and that there are there are alternatives and I think people are figuring that out and hopefully before before everything hits the fan due to the way this capitalistic structure is is set up to no matter if you're black white or asian and you're fucking working it it's just it's not sustainable for any of us but the possibility that we can figure out alternatives to that is really really important. I think I think that is also like the most powerful thing is to like figure out ways that we can usurp it or we can figure out what the different models of success are and I think just like you said with the whole idea of mental 
wellness growing, especially in the black community, it's like, you know, that's that's half the battle is are we well before we even make a whole bunch of money? Are we well um, creating different ways of trusting each other and giving each other a shot? You know, like if I do have a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars being able to give another small business or another entrepreneur a loan with, they don't have to go through a fucked up racist, you know, bank that doesn't want to give them a chance because they're black or because they have poor credit. Um, and also, I mean, when we do our rapid fire, I think generational wealth is like, it's like a real thing. It's really, really important. I feel like, from my own experience, generational wealth is from the position of my mom, who's a white woman who had a father that was able to help her purchase a home. That's that's the reason why she's been able to not have to like fucking stress. I mean, she stresses herself out in other ways, but she's not as stressed out. And that ease has been passed down to me. And that's a serious thing. So as much as we say like, oh, fuck Jay-Z, if Jay-Z plays his cards right and if everything doesn't fall to shit or if it's not stolen from him somehow, his he has generation after generation after generation that will benefit and be able to have the resources that he has acc- accumulated in a lifetime. And that is nothing to scoff at. That's a freedom and a and a security that, like, that's just unheard of. It's crazy. I don't know if it leads to people being saner. I mean, we have a lot of yeah, I don't, trust fund babies that I'm, are out of their fucking mind. But I want to be clear. I'm not on no fuck Jay-Z thing. I'm more like, I don't I don't think that billionaires need to exist. That's the only shit I'm on. But also maybe fuck Jay-Z. I don't know. No, I don't maybe feel he, like fuck Jay-Z. Maybe he, he... Fuck Jay-Z. You got to put that ether on as the ending. Um, I will not. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think that the system is fucked. Whether if you're black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, and that especially when you start making a lot of money and you're not trying to figure out ways to to spread it, you're you now are a part of the problem. And it doesn't matter where you came from or what you're doing, but also the hope that black people or oppressed people who do start making money have that memory and have that sense of like collective accountability. Maybe, maybe we'll create different alternatives. Maybe capitalism doesn't have to be this fucked up thing. Maybe we don't it have does. to burn it all Ca- that's down. That's how or capitalism like, works though. There has to be a loser. Then why vote for Bernie Sanders? Why consider, why consider caveats to the way it works. Why not we just burn this motherfucker down? Bernie Sanders not a capitalist. Oh, so he's a socialist. All right, well, but he's in a capitalist No, system. he's a... He's in a... He, whatever he says he is, he's in a We're all in system. a capitalist system. We live in one. What do you... I know. So if we're in it, can't we figure out the caveats or or burn it all down? What's What's the options then? That's what I don't understand. What do we have to do? I mean, what are we gonna do? That's the structure it's of America. But I'm just saying, yeah, b- capitalism. There's a loser, and it's a lot of poor white folks losing to this shit too. It's just 
there's oh, rich and there's poor. That's what it is in capitalist society. And if you're poor, you're poor because you don't work hard, apparently, which is like the furthest thing from the truth. So until that structure changes and until we change it, which, sorry, right now it has to go through government, you know, this is where we're at. But I think that within our own mindset, we have to be clear about what our value systems are when it comes to money and when it comes to our heroes and why they are and are not our heroes. Is it because of money or is it because of who they are as a person? And we have to constantly check that. I don't know. Wow. Like, my favorite capitalist is Master P. You was going to ask that, but you ain't ask it. I just want to put that out there. Because Master P been doing this shit. And Master P just came out with wrap noodles, which are a ramen noodle packet that he owns. And he also owns all his fucking masters from his own label and shit. Master P been on this shit. And he did invested in all kinds of toys and movies and TVs. Like, he's just been doing it. And he's all about trying to have other people own their own shit. And he's only worth, not only, but he's worth $200 million. You know, he's not a billionaire, but he's he took $10,000 that his grandfather gave to him. Look at that. Generational wealth. And flipped that shit in, into $200 million. I don't have no generational wealth coming to me. All I got is debt from my two child. Well, that's why we got to get rich or die trying, nigga. Let's no, go. I'm trying to get free or die trying. <laughs> I ain't getting rich. Get rich or die trying. Get these shirts out. Get Drop free this mixtape. Get these yeah. lollipops cracking. <laughs> these head wraps. Child. It's depressing. These weaves. Yep. <laughs> well, could you imagine? We should come out with a curly weave. Well, That's Merry it. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Make sure you spend all your coins. <laughs> and make sure you spend all your money. Yes. And to all good night. You just we'll don't want to say we out. You just refuse. Are we to done? Say I thought we were I thought you were gonna cut that off a long time ago. I didn't what? know that you were gonna include all that banter. Why would I cut it off? All right, cut it off now. <laughs> good night. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. You know what I'm saying? As an artist, I feel the same type of responsibility. So it's not activism. It's really just life. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But what do I think is the greatest problem facing our community? I think that, he, I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, there's lots of things, you know, I think that essentially we need to like find ways to like get beyond the dog eat dog thinking that money is power probably is the biggest thing that we could that we're doing wrong right now is worshiping people just because they make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying like you have cats, you know, rappers included who run, you know, for photo ops with Warren Buffett, you know, while Maya Angelou was alive and never ran for that photo op. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying I think our values are twisted. I think that we, you know, post. Post 9-11, once we pointed to another enemy and black people stopped being the so-called enemy in America, I think we graduated to real American. We got a black president and all this stuff, but real American sometimes has to be questioned in the sense of just like, yo, if it's just about rags to riches, if it's just about money, 
you know what I'm saying, then, then, then what the hell are we doing? It's like, you know, like when Jay said, I couldn't help the poor if I was one of them. You know what I'm saying? Thank God Harriet Tubman didn't think that way. Word. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Thank God Sojourner Truth didn't think that way. Malcolm X didn't think that way. Martin Luther King didn't think that way. Asada Shakur didn't think that way. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm the same exact thing I told Kanye West. When he was exactly. saying you got to be a billionaire to be a revolutionary. No, no not at all. Not at all. Yeah. You, need, you need to be one with the people to be a revolutionary. You need to speak directly to the people and understand that you don't need money to win. You need a heart. You need a soul. You need to feel connected to the universe in order to win. And that's what winning is. And so we have misconstrued the meaning of winning. You know what I'm saying? And so I think the problem facing all of us. So when you say our community, I'm thinking of the global community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not only the black community, the white community, anyone. We just need to realize that the ultimate power is not money. You know, that the powers of being will always prevail over the powers that be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's always been the truth. It's never going to change. You know what I'm saying? But people are changing. Like, that's for me, like like you were talking about Biggie. I remember Dream Hampton was the first person to play me Biggie in her apartment Dream. back in the day, right? I love Dream, too. And I remember I heard that, get money. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a problem. Mm. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. And sure enough, you know what I'm saying? Look at these cats out here, you know what I'm saying, who are acting like money makes them God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It, it, like, cats are confused. Cats are real confused. They're like, you know, I'm on my grind, too. I'm making money writing poems. Mm -hmm. Like, that's amazing. But I'm not bragging about the money that I'm making. I'm taking every opportunity and every microphone that's placed in front of me to speak truth to power because that's what's important to me. That's what's important to me, not mm -hmm. the paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could talk about anything. We could talk about anything seriously but it, but it's really important that we focus and realize that money is not going to save the day you know what i'm saying money is important money has its role in our lives and i'm not against earning money and saying we should all be poor or anything like that i'm just saying that we need to get a priority state and realize that there's something that we can adjust and address within ourselves that's larger you know than our bank accounts Just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.